2: Happy Election Day to those who celebrate. What's so funny?
1: Oh, we were just uh, throwing movie references back and forth. No, Nothing. Uh-oh. Nothing. No big deal.
2: About Huey Lewis. <laughs> it, just, it was a weird time to suddenly see yeah. everybody crack up.
1: I, well, you know, it's uh, American Psycho. Big Huey oh. Lewis in the news scene in there. Why got do you it. have a bunch of newspapers all over the floor? <laughs> you got a little chow? R- yes. R- yes. R- yes. So it's election day, you say
2: it is. Yes. <laughs> Hi. Um, I will be honest. I have no clue what's on the ballot in Kansas City. I believe there's something about a sales tax thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So something is my like that. very
2: specific reporting. for Wow. You yeah. I mean, isn't it,
1: it, it's just it's so overwhelming. And anybody, I guess, in an off year election, they always say off year elections. Oh, you know, the, the turnout's always lousy. And what I'm interested to see is what things look like as, in terms of voter turnout, specifically in Shawnee, just because of everything that's gone on over the last <laughs> week or so. I just want to see uh-huh. how many people actually see this as motivation to go out and vote or alternatively see this as motivation to just go, you know what, I'm throwing up my hands. I have no idea. All of these people are nuts.
2: You know, I wonder about that because um, we'll get to the latest on that story, obviously, coming up here in a couple of minutes. But I wonder how many people cast absentee ballots before all of this happened yeah because you could do it I mean you could have done it before all the story broke and so I wonder how many people already (laughs) made their choices and then all this happened and are now regretting them maybe a little bit going
1: oh no I probably shouldn't have done that
2: Um, So did you get an email? Was there something that came in the mail about about Shawnee?
1: Believe it or not, I actually got a text message. We were sitting there, my lovely bride and I, just minding our own business, sitting on the couch, watching a little Monday Night Football last night, and then all of a sudden, my text tone goes off, and I figured it was my son. I pick it up, and it says... Vote for change, vote for Laurel, vote November 7th, and then it's got this this text message from a candidate who does not give her last name in the in the text message, by the way, which was a little weird, but uh, yeah, it, it just uh, somebody running for city council in Shawnee wants me to vote for them, apparently, and uh, I mean, ask for, can I count on you to be a voter? Well, yes, you can. You can always count on me to be a voter. I never skip an election, but will I vote for you? That's another question. I don't want. Were you already aware of this person? I was not, Um, and I and I will give her credit for this. And I now know that, uh, yeah, her uh, she does in fact have a last name, but but all of the signs say "vote for Laurel" on them. So, uh, to her credit, I mean, the one thing that it did get me to do because she's running for what is now an open seat, but she does have an opponent, so it's not a given that she's going to win. But what the the text message did. Was it motivated me to go, okay, Laurel, let's see who you are. And I did. And I I looked her up. Now, again, whether I'm going to vote for her is another matter entirely. But if if the idea was get your name in front of somebody Mm -hmm. and have them learn a little bit more about you, mission accomplished.
2: I got zero text messages this year about anything related to politics, about anything related to the election. Now, I'm on the Missouri side, and so I'm not paying attention to council races. I don't think we have any right now. Um, and if we do, then the text line can scream at me about being stupid <laughs> this year and not paying attention to what's going on, right. um, and that's totally fine. But ordinarily, I, I would get a lot of text messages like that. Now, i if you call me from a number that I do not know, I will block it almost always because I assume it's not always, but if it's not a local number, I assume it's spam, or if my phone identifies it as spam, I'll block it too. So maybe I'm getting phone calls that I'm absolutely not, Paying attention to, but that could, was it.
1: Yeah, it could very well be. And uh yeah, well, the other thing was, and thank you so much to the Kansas City Star for in their article about what's on the ballot for today, <laughs> making sure that everybody was well aware that yes, this is the election where Aaron Coleman is back on the ballot for a school board seat in Wyandotte County.
2: Um, that was on our list, but we never talked about that. Yeah. Because I think I I think every time I saw that story, I said, "This guy again, Captain this Revenge." This yeah, that won't go away. Uh-huh. Um, please tell me that he is opposed for that. For that school board, please tell me he's not going to be elected.
1: As well, I, I don't live in Wyandotte County, so I I couldn't tell you exactly what the whole deal is with that. All I can tell you is that yes, they they did in fact point out that this is the election where he will be on the ballot. As far as whether he's running a, opposed, I have no idea and won't see that because it won't be on my it won't be on mine.
2: I'm looking on the sample ballot. Let's see how fast I can do this.
1: <laughs>
2: um, oh, I don't want to give an address. Just give me the stupid Wyandotte County. Sample ballot. This should not be difficult.
1: Okay. Yeah, Yo, know, did you find it? Okay, because uh, I am just going to go him. through. For folks who don't remember his name, well, Jamie's looking for Please. that. Uh, for folks who don't necessarily remember his name, he was in the Kansas Legislature for a brief period of time. Um, ran for what again? Was an open seat and won. Um, I, I no. Let me go back on that. It was not an open seat. He actually defeated the incumbent candidate um, and and won. Ended up in the Kansas Legislature, and that's when. All of a sudden, the floodgates opened and all of this information about things that he had done when he was a teenager, which, by the way, when he was elected to the Kansas legislature, he still was. He was 19. And there were allegations of bullying and revenge porn and all kinds of other things that that he was alleged to have done wrong. And I should stop saying allegedly because he then admitted to all of it and right. said, yeah, I, I did that. And then there were more allegations that surfaced about uh, poor behavior against a current and former girlfriend. And that's when he was effectively stripped of all of his power in any committee assignments or anything like that in the Kansas legislature. And effectively just had to sit there for a while and watch what was going on because he had no power.
2: This, that silence is my way of telling you we're still
1: looking. We're for still it. looking for the ballot. Okay? Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs>
2: I, it shouldn't be that difficult. I just want the county, usually counties just have a sample ballot for everybody. Yeah. Up on like understanding that some people have different, um, you know, you're in different areas, so you don't vote for everything. This, why is this not the first thing on the top of their website, Wyandot County? Why is this not ycovotes.org?
1: Okay. I don't think they're allowed to put something uh, on their official website that says "Don't vote for this guy." <laughs> I think that would be considered <laughs> yes. a little less than impartial if they did that. You know, put like a big red flag across the top and just Here say, "What's on my warning? Ballot. Warning."
2: I don't want to register. This is dumb. <laughs> I I need um a residential location in Wyand. I need an address in Wyandot County so that it will give me so i can look it up i'm not going to give you my name and birth date so you can look it all up i'm not registered in Wyandotte county
1: yeah well <laughs> okay <laughs> but yes he Collins is looking too. He has we'll had see if we can find out. more than a rocky political career so and
2: um what's annoying about him besides everything that he has allegedly done is the lack of humility to just go away it's it's yeah. the lack of social awareness and humility to say, you know what, I'm not entitled to this. I don't, you know, because what we learned in one of those previous elections was um, don't vote, you know, just because he's the only one on the ballot,
1: be careful. Oh, yeah, no kidding. Well, and, and there, were, there were some other things, too, things that I did not remember about him. Um, because believe it or not, Aaron Coleman, this is the kind of thing you want to be known for, right? Aaron Coleman has a Wikipedia page. (laughs) And according to that page, as a 17 year old, before he made it into the Kansas legislature, he launched a campaign as a write in candidate for governor against Laura Kelly. Um, I don't know if you know this, he did not win. So uh, that was the 2018 election. Of course, Laura Mm -hmm. Kelly won that one. Uh, He also ran for the Board of Public Utilities in Kansas City, KCK, uh, in 2019. So, yeah, uh, like we said, a little bit of a checkered political career. And, yeah, he just keeps trying to run for things. And you wonder, I mean, how many people just don't pay attention to anything, don't know the name, and go, okay, well, whatever, He's the first name. That's the fear,
2: is that you're not an educated voter and you don't realize his history. By the way, thank you to everyone texting me your address in KCK (laughs) or an address in KCK. Ballotpedia is not working to give me a sample ballot, so we'll see if we can find it during the break.
1: Sure. Um, And and I think that's probably, not not only is that the fear, I'm sure that's probably what he's counting on, is that more people will not remember anything about him and go, okay, well, that's as good a name as anybody, I guess.
2: Is there anything else we need to worry? Is there anything else with, I haven't, other than, in all seriousness, other than the sales tax, that's the only thing I've heard anything about. Yeah. Locally today. Polls are open until seven o'clock. If you're in line at seven, you can still cast your ballot.
1: Absolutely. And yeah, I think it is going to be interesting to watch what happens because uh, you have a shakeup in Shawnee now could conceivably affect the mayor's race. And I'll tell you, I mean, for, in, in my little enclave, in my little neighborhood, there's a lot of yard signs. A lot of yard signs. I mean, normally, again, for an off-year election, you don't mm-hmm. see much. And this is not because of the controversy. This predates right. that. I'm talking about maybe for the last month or so. The number of yard signs for not only an off-year, but an odd-year election has been uh, it's it's been way, way up there. Much more than I've seen in the past.
2: Money. They must have more money yeah. this year to to have those around. Uh, all right. 913-586-7798 is the phone number here. All right. We mentioned Shawnee. Uh last night, city council there went into closed session uh and talked about the city manager. They did a couple of things. They have to do those things in open session so we know the action that they took. More interestingly is that the I guess we call him the 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 city manager who is currently on leave, because the, now there's an interim city manager yes, that's been named.
1: The potentially outgoing city manager. Yeah. Maybe.
2: Uh his wife is talking. Um, and hinting maybe at some legal action. We'll talk about that next here on KMBZ. All right, uh, 913-586-7798. We want to clarify a couple things about what we said. Um, for those who live in the Turner School District, forgive us. We said Wyandotte County. I guess I just assumed Wyandotte County Schools. That was not correct. That's why we had a hard time finding it. Aaron Coleman is facing four incumbents running for four at-large seats on the Turner School Board, 202. So all you have to do is vote for the other four. The other four just have to get more votes than Aaron Coleman and he doesn't get on the board.
1: Now, obviously you're free to vote for Aaron Coleman if you really want to vote for Aaron Coleman. But yeah, in in order for him not to be on the school board, that's what would have to happen is the other four would have to beat him.
2: Yes. So um, (laughs) Colin and I were just talking during the break. This should have been a lot easier for us to find. (laughs) I mean neither one of us are dummies <laughs> this this should have been easy for us to locate um and the Kansas City beacon if you want to check this out if you if you live in that district did a Q&A with all five of these candidates um later in October you can meet each of them you can learn about each of them they answered questions take that for what you would like indeed so um okay Moving on here to other controversies uh, in Shawnee. So the Shawnee school board last night, no, now I have school board in my head. Shawnee city council, bring get it together, uh, did an executive session last night, this special meeting, to talk about the future of Doug Gerber, who is the currently on administrative leave city manager, who we've talked a lot about. So they named an interim city manager, we can talk about that. More interestingly is what his wife is saying.
1: Yeah, uh, and boy, is it a long quote. We'll we'll do our best because I want to get this out there word for word, given what she's talking about. Because, again, according to the Shawnee Mission Post, uh, they said Michelle Gerber, Doug Gerber's wife, issued the following statement Monday night via email. Quote, I hope you can appreciate how difficult it is for me to speak out publicly. Opening my family to further unjust comments, both libel and slander, is very disconcerting. Nonetheless, I feel compelled to make a brief statement. I've been asked what to, I've been pardon me I've been asked to tell my side of what has happened in the past 5 weeks as I too was a victim of this criminal scam. The criminal targeted me and my family twice both prior to the sending of the email to city employees and again prior to the sending of the press email. Criminal complaints have been filed with the appropriate jurisdictions because of these actions. As much as I would like to share the details right now is not the appropriate time due to multiple members of my family being victims of crimes related to this situation, pending legal litigation and criminal investigations prevent me from making detailed comments at this time. I appreciate the support of the governing body. I appreciate the support the governing body has shown us during this difficult process.
2: There's a lot to that again, uh, frustrated at the lack of what the heck she's talking about mm-hmm. and, and what the heck she is referring to. So we are left to make some assumptions.
1: Yeah because what it eerie. sounds right yeah, what it sounds like is exactly what we had uh, speculated about a couple of you know about a week and a half ago when this story first started to break, which was uh, the idea of somebody extorting the family. Um, I mean, when she talks about the family being victimized, that's mm-hmm. what it sounds like is that somebody gave an ultimatum, you know, for example, and again, this is just me pulling this out of whole cloth, but an example of that would be he resigns now, or I send this email to every city employee I can.
2: Uh, yes. Um, but what I wonder is, because we still don't know who all received it, um did it not already I sort of think like once it's out how, who else can you send it to that's going to make it worse than it already is
1: right and and she said that um the the crimes against the family or the alleged crimes against the family that, that she's talking about both predated and followed the emails going out so if if something happened before the emails were sent out then that would make it sound like, yeah, th- th- that it was an ultimatum of some kind uh, and presumably an illegal one.
2: So pending lit- legal litigation, I don't know what non-legal litigation would be, but <laughs> yeah, pending legal litigation yeah. is in there, yeah. And criminal investigations, she say, prevent her from making detailed comments, um, which says, obviously, there is a bigger investigation underway here, not just not just about this email, but about what else may have been going on before this? Yeah. Um, Are you surprised that she made a statement?
1: um not really um maybe a little bit it, it seems like if anybody needs to make a statement now it's him not her yeah but uh, that that's really the only reason I mean I think we can come up with a couple of reasons why he might not want to step in front of a camera right now uh-huh. uh but if you're going to release a statement maybe it it seems a little softening of anybody that was going to get on his case about it if it comes from his wife that's um you know it it's how many times have we seen that you know the the dutiful wife standing next mm-hmm. to the to the disgraced candidate not that he's necessarily disgraced but you know what An I mean the entire TV show was dedicated to that D- exactly so yeah. Yeah, scandal right um, uh, no the good wife but yeah that one too right mm-hmm. so the the idea that um, you know the, the, the statement would come from her maybe at least shows that kind of solidarity still among the family which is what you would want at a time like this what she didn't address, and what i don't think he's addressed either up to this point is will any of that legal action target the city
2: correct and maybe she doesn't know yet i mean it's possible she doesn't know or they don't know yet who sent it you know i mean maybe they i hate that i hate that we know so little she may know if they were targeted by a certain person or if there's another person involved but until they actually know who sent it yes Maybe that's
1: why. And they also have to wait until the city makes a final decision as to what to do. I mean, y- right. you can't you can't sue the city for wrongful termination if they haven't terminated him yet, which they haven't.
2: OK, speaking of that real fast. Um, and if you have thoughts here, 913-586-7798. Uh, so they did name an interim city manager. This is Public Works Director Doug Whitaker. Um, I can just tell you, Shawnee Mission Post just talked a little bit about it. Um, Where is he? He previously held that position last year when former city manager Nolan Sunderman left the job um, and has been public works director there for quite a while. So he's got um, quite a lot of experience. So yeah, he was interim city manager until Doug Gerber got the job. Now he's back in it.
1: Yeah, and and whether that's an indication of anything that they want his job to be once a decision is made on Doug Gerber, mm-hmm. we don't know. I mean, it it would be easy to infer, oh, maybe this is the guy that they want to have in there. But as you said, he's already been the interim city manager once. They may just be looking at him as a placeholder.
2: What the story doesn't tell us is what they're going to do next with Doug Gerber. I mean, keep in mind, it's paid administrative leave. Yep. If So he could stay on paid administrative leave for a while.
1: Yeah, and if they terminate... Remember, going back to the contract, if they terminate, they would have to pay him uh, up to six months of right. salary, which would take him through the end of the first year. Right. Right. Um, yeah. So there's no heat cool. on it. I mean, they could they right. could effectively leave him sitting there for six months on paid administrative leave, and it would make no difference whatsoever to the eventual outcome.
2: Um, Help me out with that. So if they wait six months from now leave him on paid administrative leave for 6 months and then fire him
1: no actually no do you're they right they have
2: to pay him they still they would have to out, pay don't
1: him they? An, right they would have to pay him okay. an additional 6 months so okay. it, but even if they if they decided and again this is still up in the air we don't know that they're going to decide to terminate but if uh, it, uh, what i would assume is that the much easier path for all involved is again what we had talked about earlier which is for them to be in negotiations with him about his exit about here's why you want to resign here's why you don't want us to fire you and here's what we'll give you in order to get that done
2: and again it will be fascinating if we ever find out what the reason behind that is because keep in mind this city council just hired him i mean with, with a lot of support in march with a lot of allegations that were being thrown around and they maybe they knew and didn't care but they still chose him for this job so now you have to make it about this. And he is considered to be the victim in this. I, boy, um, I don't know. I, sometimes this is easy to predict. This is one of those where if he's going to resign, you'd think he would do it. Usually that kind of thing comes quickly. Yes. Usually that, that doesn't come three months later.
1: Uh, well, and, and I mean, with an election going on today... Yeah. And a bunch of people that have still been campaigning for their seats that they hold on the city council or for a challenge to those seats on the city council or for mayor, they may not have had time. Um, yeah. And so there may be, I mean, whatever negotiations, if there are any, may not happen until after the election. We don't know that they've said a word to him since placing him on paid administrative leave.
2: And in that case, he should be quiet. Again, that's why I'm sort of surprised why she spoke out. Um, it didn't
1: say much, though.
2: Yeah. um, Yeah. But um, it was vague, but mentioned litigation potentially. But we knew that.
1: Yes. And that again, that litigation seems to be anyway from her statement directed at whoever it was that sent the email.
2: Yeah. If you have thoughts here, 913-586-7798. Still to come this hour. What do you do when your wedding venue closes? Then what? Get to that coming up here on KMBZ.
1: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
2: Well, it's never a good sign when the website for the venue is down. (laughs) Uh, Bull Creek Distillery is the place that we are talking about uh, that has some couples scrambling After they closed. And so you can't have your wedding event there now.
1: Whoops. Yeah, this is uh, Spring Hill, Kansas. So they, they had people actually showed up there, some of them for a wedding and some of them for, you know, just going to the distillery to, you know, sit down and have a drink and found a couple of notes hanging on the fence outside. One said no trespassing property closed following court administered foreclosure And the other saying no trespassing property closed until further notice due to electrical issues. Those are two very different things.
2: (laughs) Uh, So Fox 4 had the story saying documents on the Johnson County website show in June of this year, Country Club Bank uh, on paid taxes that they owed for years 2016 through 2022, currently showing they owe more than $63,000 in real estate taxes for this year and that the bank now owns the property.
1: Mm hmm. And apparently the bank's not interested in hosting any weddings. Imagine that.
2: Um, Imagine that. Uh, Let's see. Uh, So the owner sent an email to clients that said the landlord of the Bowery Events property has lost all access to the venue and offered an alternative location that is just under 25 minutes away (laughs) in Cleveland, (laughs) Missouri. (laughs)
1: Oh, I don't think they're going to enjoy that. Yes, everybody loves adding an hour to the drive to get to the wedding.
2: One of the brides involved here asked for her $1,200 deposit back because, in fact, she does not want to go to this alternative location 25 miles away. And the owner said to her, I don't have the money to give you.
1: Yeah, the property's been foreclosed. He's not sitting on a, if if he had the money, then he would have paid his back taxes. Presumably. Now, not everybody would, but still. And thanks to Fox 4 for also letting us know via this article. Couples with now with no altar as the property is closed. I have no idea what that sentence means. (laughs) It's like when people
2: do voice to text on the text line (laughs) and it doesn't come through clearly. I don't even think it's a
1: sentence, honestly, but uh, nice try, Fox 4.
2: Um. So in all seriousness, what do you do then? And it's it's this is the kind of thing that should be illegal, probably is. But if they don't have the money, they don't have the money. And if the bank takes it, the bank takes it.
1: Sure. But here's what's galling about that. And I'm sure, you know, I'm not saying anything that's going to come as a surprise to any of the people who have their wedding scheduled there anytime soon. He knew. You, oh, yeah. Foreclosure doesn't happen like that. Foreclosure yeah. takes a very, very long time. And you know if you're that far behind on your back taxes, eventually the bank is going to take your property. And I'm sure that they sent him notice after notice after notice after notice telling him, okay, this is the date and this is when you're going to. And if you don't tell people this is when I'm going to be shut down, well, okay. Now you've taken a deposit for a venue you knew you weren't going to be able to deliver, mm-hmm. and you don't have the money to give it back.
2: And you could sue, which is probably your recourse here, but they don't have the money. Sue so a broke guy. Good idea. Yeah. yeah. Can you sue the bank now that the bank owns it? Can no. you go to the bank for it?
1: The bank didn't do anything wrong. All the bank did was, was take over a property that they were entitled to. But they- does the
2: bank... Sorry, keep going.
1: I was They didn't make any promises. The bank didn't, they, they weren't in charge of the property when he made promises to people that it was going to be available for them to have their weddings there. That was all him.
2: So the bank doesn't also inherit the debt. I mean, the debt is to the bank. I realize what I'm saying, but the bank doesn't also owe creditors that the distillery owes to uh, like what happens to other people. They owe money to.
1: I, yeah, that's a great question. I, I suppliers don't, and that kind of thing. As I understand it, no, uh, that the, the, they would just they they are now the owner of the property, but all of the um, it, because it wasn't the property that owed them; it was that guy. You know what I mean? It was yes. it, it was the business entity or whatever uh, th- yes. that owed the suppliers and the you know all of the people that uh, that they may have owed money to. In addition to the state and presume, you know, and anybody else who was there, it was the business that owed them the money. So the property itself is now just property of the bank.
2: So they put down a twenty five hundred dollar deposit for their wedding reception that was supposed to be coming up in April. They suspect now they're going to the courthouse to do this
1: to do the wedding. Yeah,
2: yeah. Instead of because now they're out the twenty five hundred bucks and not getting. And she was only asking for the twelve hundred back, but they. They're not getting any money back out of this. We've
1: got a lot of people who are hopping on the phones, and I want to throw this, before we get to you, I want to throw this question out there because I, I don't know. This is just now occurring to me as we're talking about this because when you talk about, okay, well, they they can't go to their main venue, presumably every other venue is going to be already booked up far in advance. For
2: April, yeah.
1: So then um, is there is there any way to gig economy this? I mean, if you own a piece of really nice-looking property that isn't improved, that isn't built on, could you just throw out an ad and say, listen, if you got shafted out of this place and you want to have your wedding on my little piece of property by the lake, pay me a little bit of money and and go ahead and use it. Sure.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's... And the story's getting a lot of attention. Frankly, I don't assume this couple that they highlighted is the only couple that's going to have that problem. No. So... I mean, if you got a decent space and and you know you especially if it's um a business that you're trying to start, sure, you know, then
1: but even, then, if yeah, not, that's even a good idea even if you're just looking to make a few bucks in the meantime on a piece of property that isn't doing you any good, you know mm-hmm. and has a little pond on it, and looks real pretty or whatever, might not be a bad idea to kind of throw your shingle out there for uh, for a quick minute. Let's see what Ashley and KCK has to say about this. Hello, Ashley.
0: Uh, hey that's a great idea john to, you know hey if you want to get married here you go yep. um but another thing we need to think about is these people who are like supposed to have their wedding right now those marriage certificates have to be returned within a certain amount of time to the county clerk and if you get a kansas marriage certificate you're supposed to get married in kansas not in missouri well,
1: that's oh that's a good that's point Do oh, do you, do you yeah. know what that period of time is off the top of your head
0: I believe that in Missouri, when I got married 10 years ago,
1: it was 30 days. Yeah, That's a pretty standard for whatever contract, you know, the 30 days tends to be the out. Okay, interesting. We'll have to look into that and see if we can find out for sure. Yep. Bye, guys. Thanks, Ashley. Take care.
2: Let me ask never married person question. Um, How far before your wedding do you get that paperwork? Is it possible they don't have it yet?
1: We uh, all I can speak to is us and we got ours a week before. We just now we we also got married at the courthouse. So we went to the courthouse, got the paperwork, came back the next week and got married. Okay, so
2: maybe it doesn't. Maybe because now it's going to move. Maybe it maybe it'll be OK.
1: Could be. I'm sure if they go to the courthouse and say we need an extension on this, our wedding (laughs) venue closed. I I don't think (laughs) the article the judge isn't going to go. No, it says 30 (laughs) days. It's going to be 30 days. Let's let's go to Kayla and Olatha up next. Hi, Kayla.
0: Hi, this is Kayla Green uh, out of Olathe, Kansas with Wild Rye, Casey Ranch. I am a wedding venue owner as well, and as a venue owner, the wedding industry in Kansas City has been so amazing and have opened up all of their open dates to these couples with the discounted possibility of not having to pay their deposit again. Oh, wow. Um There are also a couple of things that you can do as a bride to be able to try and get your deposit back. You can either dispute it with your credit card company because you did not get the services that were promised, or if you look at your wedding insurance, if you already have it for your day of event rider, you should be able to get that money back. And sometimes your homeowner's insurance, renter's insurance will cover things like this. So go through all of those entities to see what you can get back and reach out to the Facebook groups on um, the wedding vendor community in Kansas City. There are so many amazing vendors who are willing to help and to discount so that these brides can keep their vendors, can keep their dates, and get their wedding, the dream wedding that they want, and get back to being excited about being engaged.
2: Kayla, I got like ask a question. Um, we're talking about five months out potentially or sooner maybe. Yeah. Is, is there going to be an issue of just availability of like, it's the generosity is great, but spaces have to be available. Is that gonna be an issue?
0: Absolutely. I think um, fortunately and unfortunately for us, there are so many wedding venues in the Kansas City area. It may not be exactly what you were looking for, but if you have enough time to do some research and reach out to some people, there are so many beautiful venues that have availability and there are new ones popping up all the time, which is kind of the unfortunate part for venue owners, but um, you know, for us to be able to come together and help other vendors because they're going to be out money. If those weddings don't happen as well. So it's, it's a very multifaceted issue, but, but there are so many people willing to help.
1: You mentioned Facebook groups. Do you know the names of any of them off the top of your head?
0: Oh gosh. Well, I will tell you the Kansas City wedding swap and shop is a great place for discussion. Okay. Um a lot of a lot of couples and brides go there to sell their old stuff, but um a lot of vendors are on there as well. And there's a vendors uh-huh. oh, we as pick- well that you you as a couple can pop on. To. I'm sorry,
1: say that last part again. Your your phone glitched on you.
0: Kansas City wedding vendor community.
1: Got it. Okay, excellent. Kayla, yeah. thank you. Uh, yeah, we'll send everybody there if, if they're looking for a new venue. Good to know that, I mean, at least the, the community, for whatever dates they may have open, is trying to do something about this. That's nice to know.
2: And it gets them more money also. Oh, sure. Yeah, I absolutely. I mean, it fills dates that they don't have you know, that they don't have filled right now either.
1: But if if they're talking about doing that without having to come up with another deposit check that they may not have access to, that that is a very cool thing. So, Absolutely. yeah, keep that up and keep the word going around about that. Um, let's go to Jason in North Kansas City up next. Hi, Jason.
0: Hey, uh, she kind of mentioned what I was going to talk about was um, anytime you're doing something like this, always use a credit card if you have
1: one. Um, you have a, a whole lot of financial protection. Like you're only liable up to 50 bucks. And if they don't provide the service, you get your money back. Um, at the very least, if you're running, using a debit card, run it as credit, um, I believe you get the same protection, but you get—I
0: I do not do know you get more protection. Um, as far as not paying him, if he's in foreclosure, there's probably a good chance he's in bankruptcy, Yeah, uh, which means that he legally can't pay them. They've got to
1: go before a judge unless you paid with a credit card. Then you just call your credit card company and dispute it, and you get all your money back, or at least most of it. So use a credit card on any of this stuff. Same thing like if you're buying a plane ticket, and the... Them. they go bankrupt just dispute it otherwise if you pay cash you're gonna to have to get in line with every other creditor <laughs> so just good man some advice all right hey Jason thanks yeah thanks then, it's another good reason to keep your credit card payments current too right <laughs> you Absolutely. want to be, you want to be in good standing so that if something like this comes up they go oh yeah no problem we got it no problem
2: I just learned that wedding insurance is a thing
1: yeah I know I, she said that and I thought the same mm-hmm. thing I'm glad I'm not the only one
2: <laughs> I had never heard of that didn't it, it makes sense. Same given videos. how much money people spend on a wedding. Yeah,
1: it's like travel you insurance, know? you know? Yeah. You, you hope you're never going to need it, but if you do, you do.
2: 913 586 uh, if you want to get in here. Again, we don't know. Um, I'm on their Instagram account for Bull Creek Distillery. There is nothing there. Um, and what's funny is that the place gets pretty good reviews. If you look up TripAdvisor and look up Google Reviews, it, as long as it's functioning and operating, people liked it. You just wonder, was there bad money management? Distilling stuff is expensive. Yep. And so who knows if they just got into too much debt with some of the product, so too bad. Uh, If you wanna get in here, 913-586-7798. Saw the story yesterday uh, about the Milwaukee police chief that we'll get to coming up here. Uh, He did a news conference talking about reckless driving and then had some trouble. Get to that coming up here on KMBZ. So the mayor, uh, excuse me, the police chief of Milwaukee has been released from a hospital, that's good news, after being involved in a wreck after a news conference about reckless driving.
1: Yes, he was doing a news conference where he was imploring citizens of Milwaukee to stop being distracted by things and to stop driving recklessly. I mean, really, it, it's apparently it's been enough of a problem that the police chief himself had to do a uh, a press conference on all of this left the press conference, and almost immediately got slammed into by a big truck. It was a dump truck. The driver of the dump truck, they said, stayed on the scene and is cooperating. Um, but, yeah, they he, I mean, he was transported to the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries, and as you said, he's already been released. But still, I mean, the irony of saying, stop with the reckless driving, and then bang. Uh,
2: his name is Jeffrey Norman, is the police chief. Uh, Milwaukee Journal Sentinel said... Uh, He was stopped at a red light, headed east when the dump truck headed the same direction. Seemed like it was slowing for the red light. There was a reporter, I guess, who witnessed the crash. Uh, And then the truck then tried moving to another lane at the last second and didn't judge the distance correctly <laughs> and rear-ended the SUV that the police chief was in.
1: Yes. And yeah, and so, you're going
2: to stay on the scene if that
1: happens. I mean, the, and the fact that the reporter was there just underscores how quickly after the press conference broke up that this happened. It was immediately, I mean, it was, pardon the use of the of the term, but it was a bang-bang incident where he left and then all of a sudden reckless driving, and not him, but apparently the, uh, the, the, the dump truck driver. And by the way, dump truck Driver, I think is the last person you would want to have commit reckless driving. You can do a lot of damage in one of those things. I mean,
2: luckily this is, yeah, luckily this is all that the injury. I mean, luckily he's going to be okay. Yes. Um, so. Oh, and
1: by the way, speaking of crashes, I, I know this isn't on our sheet, but this literally just crossed in front of me. I have an update on Alan Ruck. We talked about him with his Rivian crash oh. last week. Um, yes. They they are now. Into the, into the pizza place, Into right? the pizza parlor, exactly. He uh, smashed his truck into a pizza parlor, and we now know that what they initially kind of in, implied but didn't really say right out loud is true, that the police saw no sign of any impairment at all with Alan Ruck. He was not drunk. He was not impaired. Now what they're saying is he was driving too much truck. Because remember, it was one of the new high tech. Yeah, it was one of the new high tech Rivian electric trucks that he was driving, and uh, when they got there, they asked him what happened, and he said, and this is a direct quote. I don't know, man. What they think happened is that the, the truck the truck just got away from him. That, um, the, the thing about electric vehicles is they're extremely high torque, which means you put your foot into it, you're going 60 before you know what's going on. And they think that he might have punched it and just lost control and went right into the side of the pizza place. So right now, according to TMZ, the police are closing the book on the case and leaving it up to his insurance to pay off.
2: Did he just get it?
1: Yeah, it was brand new. Did you just get that vehicle?
2: Wow. I mean, to, uh, listen, I have never driven one, obviously, but to, (laughs) for it to have that much power that you don't, because I mean, he, he went right through this pizza joint. It was a mess to have that much power and to not be able to hit the brake fast enough Mate, like, was he parked in the parking lot or something and just hit the gas too fast? And, and just he... smacked
1: it. Yeah, either that or, or yeah, you wonder, did he maybe hit, you know, drive instead of reverse yeah, uh-huh. or something like that? Just because he wasn't familiar with the car and ended up going in the wrong direction or just it took off too fast on him. But they, they bought his story. They said it was c- clearly simply an accident. Nobody was injured. So there's no reason to go any farther with it. They're just going to leave it up to his insurance to take care of.
2: Yeah, I would assume once all your toxicology comes back clear. Yep. That's your first assumption is that, all right, how much did he had to drink that night? Once all that comes back clear, I mean, we have seniors that, we have people who hit the gas instead of the brake and it, it happens. I think it's funny that it was the truck that it was, you know, that it was a new vehicle and that he just, you know doesn't doesn't have a handle on it yet.
1: Yeah, whoopsie. And you're he right. I mean, he uh, yeah, really I think he better take a couple of lessons in that thing before he <laughs> takes it out on the road again. But it's going to be in the shop for a while because yeah, the entire nose of the truck right up to the windshield was buried in the side of the pizza joint. So, I'm guessing he's got a little body work to get done there.
2: Man, the insurance claim on that. <laughs> Um, I, I can't remember, was it a standalone pizza restaurant or was that, were there several businesses there?
1: Uh, it's hard to tell because I the only picture that I have is of the back wall that he went through. So there's not okay. a lot about, uh, yeah, there's not a lot beyond just the truck going through the wall. It it really could be either. If that was like the side wall of a strip mall or something like that, could be.
2: Okay. <laughs> I'm glad it worked out for him. All right, we'll take a break here. We'll switch gears coming up. Special event coming up at the Truman Library. Go further into that next here on KMBZ.